This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, on the Exxon TV show, coming soon to screens of all sizes. On the Exxon TV show, we'll investigate UFOs, ghosts, alien abductions, demonic possession, psychic phenomenon, angels, lake monsters, Bigfoot, unsolved mysteries, and all subject matter from within the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology and much, much more. The X-Zone TV Show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, www.xzonetv.com, is a Relmar McConnell Media Company and Airplay Media Production. Unwilling to be the government's deadly assassin, gifted psychic Kahara Mitchell went AWOL and ended up buried under rubble in the wake of a great tsunami. She regained consciousness far from Earth on the medical ship of a Dagaronian intergalactic fleet. Has she been rescued or abducted by aliens? The Chalice of Carrie, Kahira O'Donnell's latest paranormal science fiction romance, is the passionate story of an Earth woman and her destined mates, twin kings from another galaxy. Kahara uses her gifts fighting alongside Lords Rom and Ra in a war that will determine the destiny of galaxies. The Chalice of Kari by Kahira O'Donnell is now available at kahiraodonnell.com or at amazon.com. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. One day 
And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide, toll-free. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. This hour, Exxon Nation, we're going to be speaking uh, to the author of Dialogue with the Devil, Enlightenment for the Unwilling. My guest this hour is Dr. Eve Patak. Uh, he is a medical doctor, works as a general practitioner, acupuncturist, and hypnos- hypnotherapist uh, therapist in Zurich, Switzerland. During his medical studies, Eve spent three months in Jamaica, where he experienced uncanny phenomenon, which he partly incorporated into his first novel, The Healer, and uh, with his current project, a uh, soon-to-be-released thriller called The Screener. Various days in the Far East, India, Sri Lanka, and the West Indies acquainted him with diverse cultures, rituals, tribal medicine, and superstition. These experiences have strongly inspired Eve both in his work as a physician and a writer. In his practice and his seminars, he has focused on identifying the root causes of his patients' diseases rather than merely medicating the symptoms. Joining me now from Zurich, Switzerland, is Dr. Eve Patak, whose website is www.evepatak.com. Eve, welcome to the X-Zone. Hi, Rob. Thanks a lot for having me on your show tonight. It's great having you with us. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and why you wrote Dialogue with the Devil. Well, as you mentioned before, I've been working as a general practitioner for many years now, and I think I always had those two passions, both being in a way of well, a sort of holistic life coach, and I always loved to write. I mean, I started writing my first poems as a child. Later on, when I was a teenager, I wrote short stories, mostly like gothic novels. I even had to use a pseudonym for our school newspapers because I think would have been a bit embarrassing if the teachers could have identified me back then. And this Dialogue with the Devil was a book which was highly enjoyable after I decided to write it because it sort of wrote itself. I think one of the key motivations to write it was that I read this uh, fantastic book, Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. Um, after I read this book, I was really impressed. I think it's really, really deep and very spiritual. Mm-hmm. But then again, in my life, everything's a bit about polarity. There's like black and white, up and down, yep. and like Hermes Trismegistus said, as above, so below. Mm-hmm. So after reading um, Conversations with God, I thought there might be a piece lacking. So what would happen if somebody like, let's say, some unsuspecting physician in his practice would be dragged into a conversation with the devil. And once I had this idea, I sort of fell in love with it because I thought it's got the full potential for being thrilling, entertaining, with a touch of humor and, of course, a lot of spiritual lore that you could integrate into the book. All right, Eve, please stand by. You and I have to take our first two-minute commercial break. 
great having you with us. And uh, Eve is coming to us from Zurich, Switzerland on Skype. If you'd like to give us a call, once again, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Don't forget, Exxon Nation, we have started work on the March edition of the X Chronicles newspaper, which will be available for sale at our newsstand. And if you'd like to contact us about advertising your book, your product, your services, whatever, to an international market, send an email to publisher at xchronicles-newspaper.com or send it to me, exxon at exxonradiotv.com, and I'll make sure the good people that work down the hall from me in the X Chronicles newspaper get your email. Once again, Dr. Eve Etienne Patek is our special guest. His website, www.evepatak.com. And he's the author of Dialogue with the Devil. I'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. We'll be right back. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com.
Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, on the Exxon TV show, coming soon to screens of all sizes. On the Exxon TV show, we'll investigate UFOs, ghosts, alien abductions, demonic possession, psychic phenomenon, angels, lake monsters, Bigfoot, unsolved mysteries, and all subject matter from within the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology and much, much more. The Exxon TV Show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, www.xzonetv.com, is a Relmar McConnell Media Company and Airplay Media Production. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and yep, we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. By the way, if you're ever in the mood for love, I mean that really nice feeling you'd like to get, we have started a brand new radio channel here at the Exxon. It's called The Love Channel. It's www.thelovechannel.net. 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year, music to love by. And what we also have over there is events for people who just want to meet people, get together. If you're looking for Mr. or Miss Wright, that's the place to go. Plus, plus, there's also going to be a monthly publication where you could actually have a free personal ad. Once again, I, I must I must say that this is not the kind of way out site that are out there or it's 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 a it's the ads that are going to be in the uh the love uh the love paper are strictly classy ads we're not going to have any weird wonderful fantasy ads it's for people who are looking for people whether they want a friend whether they want a companion or if they're looking for mr or miss Wright. once again that website is www.thelovechannel.net is it it is in its beta testing states right uh, states right now and they are telling me that it should be fully operational this coming Monday. But they do have the music there, so well, that's www.thelovechannel.net. We're talking with the author of Dialogue with the Devil, Dr. Eve Patak. And uh, Eve, you know, the, the Dialogue with the Devil is a very provocative title. Aren't some people going to think that this is a conversation with the devil and there's some evil implications here? Well, I could imagine that people who are deeply committed to an organized religion could think that this book might be dangerous or even diabolical on first glance. Probably they wouldn't even have a glance at it. But um, I think it might only be dangerous to the world's collective ego. And I'll come back to that later. I just see that organized religion and maybe mankind all in all has painted a pretty dark picture of a force that is referred to as Satan or the devil or the fallen angel or 
the Prince of Darkness. There are so many names. And even in the Bible, of course, you've got this reference to the devil being um, to blame for uh, the fall from grace in the Garden of Eden. So in dialogue with the devil, I wanted to shed some light on this being they call the devil and mm -hmm. other names and what he truly represents in our lives so that people can stop using him as a scapegoat. Who is this book targeted for? Um, anyone who is open to exploring various points of view rather than accepting without question a dogma that's put forth by a particular religion or belief system. So basically for open-minded people who really want to make a change in their life. For example, there are those people who are like in harmony with those new thought churches like uh, Unity or Science of Mind and the like. So I think it's a book that should be uh, mostly for those people who are open-minded already or that this book should be just entertaining and that enlightenment should be a side effect in a way. Where did the inspiration for Dialogue with the Devil come from? Uh, as I mentioned before, one of the major triggers was uh, Neil Donald Walsh's book, Conversations with God. And the other part of it, of course, is that I just love to write anyway. And I think I had this idea about a funny kind of conversation for quite a long time. So I think after conversations with God, this was just the right thing to just take the opposite point of view. And I think it was also the inspiration of finding the, the perfect topic or the perfect issue where you can really put in all those different angles that other people would only look at when they're looking for spiritual books. Because mm -hmm. ever since I started um, reading spiritual books, I, I found out that, or I noticed that they have one thing in common. Usually they're very serious and, and that's okay because a lot of people think that spirituality is something serious. And I think it doesn't have to be that serious necessarily. So you can put a little bit of spice into it, a little bit of humor, maybe even sarcasm. Mm -hmm. And since it's the devil who's talking to this poor doctor, to this physician, of course this devil doesn't have to refrain from, well, kicking butt once in a while. Why would somebody want to buy your book, Dialogue with the Devil? Well... I think if somebody's like really interested, first of all, in something entertaining, I hope this book really does entertain the reader because the whole conversation takes place in one single night. Mm -hmm. And I had quite a lot of my patients um, who volunteered as test readers who bought my books in the German version who actually told me they read the whole book in one single night. It's quite a breathless kind of thing. So it is both entertaining and I think also even funny in some places. And most of all, maybe it's quite good for people who are not consciously on a spiritual quest. Those people who would not buy a book like Conversations with God or something similar because they think, well, I've got enough, of, I've got enough real problems in this real, realistic and material world. So, as I said, I hope that this book as a side effect, like I suggested in the subtitle, Enlightenment for the Unwilling, will even sort of kindle the interest of some people who've never really been interested officially in spiritual books before. All right, since the main character playing uh, across from the devil is a doctor, is that doctor really you? Uh, not entirely. I changed his biography in some places to show the readers, especially those who know me, that it's not precisely me. But I must admit there's quite a lot of 
autobi uh, autobiographical views mm -hmm. that I actually set into the book, a lot of my own personal thoughts, and even my own internal dialogues, of course, because I've been asking myself questions for all my life, and this devil is answering in a way which would have which would reflect my current point of view, my belief, and my feelings about all those different subjects you find in the book. In dialogue with the devil, the devil quite mercilessly uh, calls the doctor's bluff and forces him to face his uh, fears and excuses. Is this how you came to recognize the spiritual truth that you're trying to communicate throughout your book? Well, in a way, I can say that I had my share of troubles in my life too, like everybody else, mm -hmm. and... In hindsight, I had to realize that those bad moments, um, all those fears and all those, all, all those moments of misery in my life basically were a very good trigger for myself to really to walk the path and to just like go on and taking my life in my own hands. And I think it's important to see that this devil does exactly that with this doctor. And this doctor could be any one of the, of the readers of Dialogue with the Devil that is it's a, it's a key message that I wanted to integrate in the book that people should really take their life into their own hands and stop being victimized or seeing themselves as helpless victims because that's one of the... It's, it's like a swamp. It just keeps you down and mm -hmm. some people take many, many years until they finally make a first step. So uh, just to uh, quote Shakespeare, to thine own self be true. Uh, exactly. I think I could, I could sub subscribe to that. Mm -hmm. You know, I agree with you that the devil was created by mankind as an scapegoat for our fallacies, and it's about time that we start taking responsibility for our actions. After all, for every cause, there's an effect. Exactly. I think um, I'm, I'm quite a fan of the, of the modern quantum physics because mm -hmm. they, they prove a lot of the ancient knowledge, like those cosmic laws about um, cause and effect. Yeah. And this is something I've been observing for myself because I'm quite a skeptical person. I don't just like take a, a book's point of view and I, I accept it. I have to find my own proofs for that. And I must say, after 15 years with so many different patients, so many different diseases and troubles, I really see that in most cases it's quite obvious it's about cause and effect. So the way, it's not about the cause just in the material way, um, what we do. I think it's mostly about what we think and believe. And this is the force behind our fate. Do you believe that we may have grown out of the need for a, a, a religious uh, society? Out of the need of the role of the devil, you mean? And uh, out of the role of a, of a god. Um, well, that's difficult to say. You mean if we're, if we're not in need of a God anymore? That's right. Hmm. I Be think as, long as, if... as long as people turn to the idea that there's a God or even a devil or mm -hmm. whoever, one of the problems is that they're externalizing their problems. Exactly, yes. And, and this is probably one of the, of the topics I have to address most often with my patients, that they really should find the answers within themselves mm -hmm. and even the force to change something within themselves. And that's something that, in a way, I'm a bit in a conflict with a lot of classical religions that they still inflict this belief into people that there is one God or many gods somewhere outside, somewhere in the universe or in heaven. And this gives people another possibility about this scapegoat business that somebody's to blame, somebody holds that's our right. fate, yeah. our future in his or her hands. 
and people don't look inside themselves. It's just like going to confession, telling your telling your your sins uh, to the priest, and uh, having to do whatever penance he deems fit, and then you can go out and do everything all over again because you've been cleansed. Exactly, it's pretty cheap in a way. It is. It is uh, just as just as uh, society uses the devil as an scapegoat. I believe that society also uses God, any deity, as an scapegoat. Because how many times have you heard people say, my God, why have you done this to me? Or God, what have I done to deserve this? You know, the thing is, is that you caused whatever is happening to you, yourself, God, the devil, or, or Charlie Brown and Snoopy had nothing to do with it. Absolutely. But that's one of the key problems in our society, that the role of being a victim is one of mankind's favorite role. Yeah. Even if mo- most people are not even aware of it, but subconsciously there's something they call, the, I think, the secondary gain in diseases, if I translate that correctly from German, that whenever you are suffering, you will find compassion, you will find a helping hand, someone's shoulder to cry on, and so on. And that gives people the feeling that being a victim can be pretty nice and cozy until one day you wake up to find that you're missing your whole life. Doctor, please stand by. You and I have to uh, take a commercial break. I love this conversation. Thanks very much for joining us. ExoNation, uh, Dr. Yves Etienne Patak is our special guest. He's the author of Dialogue with the Devil, www.evepatak.com. That's Y-V-E-S-P-A-T-A-K.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this break with the news here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, on the Exxon TV show, coming soon to screens of all sizes. On the Exxon TV show, we'll investigate UFOs, ghosts, alien abductions, demonic possession, psychic phenomenon, angels, lake monsters, Bigfoot, unsolved mysteries, and all subject matter from within the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology and much, much more. The Exxon TV Show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, www.xzonetv.com, is a Relmar McConnell Media Company and Airplay Media Production. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464. 
With each new extreme weather event or terrorist act, it becomes increasingly obvious that we live in uncertain and challenging times. We all buy car insurance. Why not collapse and catastrophe insurance? Matthew Stein, an MIT-trained engineer and green builder, has written two outstanding books to help people prepare, plan for, and deal with everything from minor situations lasting a few days to full-on collapse. Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance, sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. This massive book covers the gamut from first aid and emergency preparedness to alternative healing, renewable energy, primitive living skills, and 18th century technologies that could be critical to your comfort and survival in a long-lasting crisis. Matt's second book, When Disaster Strikes, is a comprehensive emergency preparedness handbook and survival guide. When Disaster Strikes is an essential item for every family's go-bag. Both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com and author-signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.whentechfails.com and www.mattstein.com. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www. .exoneradiotv.com Exonation, uh, Dr. Yves Patak is our special guest. He's the author of Dialogue with the Devil, Enlightenment for the Unwilling. His website is www.evepatak.com. And uh, Dialogue with the Devil is available at Amazon.com in paperback, Kindle, and e-reader versions, as well as at booksellers everywhere. You see, I've got, I've got my own theory on why religious talk is taboo. You know, people don't like to talk about religion. It's because we don't, want to, we don't want to admit that, hey, you know what? We've been using this as an scapegoat, and if we don't have religion to blame everything on, good or bad, then we have to take responsibility for our actions. 
Can you just imagine that? A society that actually takes responsibility for the good and the bad. You won't be able to say, why has God done this to me? Or thank God for this, thank God for that. You'd be able to say, why did I do this to myself? Or, boy, I did a good job. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, whoever. Give responsibility what it needs, and that's your undivided attention. Uh, Eve, thanks very much for joining us. What would you like people to to walk away with after reading your book, Dialogue with the Devil? Well, first of all, with a good sense of having read a very entertaining book mm-hmm. in one single night. As I mentioned before, it could be exactly the right book to read through for a whole night and see if it changes your whole point of view and the foundations of your belief in a few hours. And, of course, I think uh, people might be just like getting along your words that you just mentioned that we're nearing a a possible society where you don't need organized religion or gods or devils or anything like this anymore, where everything is focusing more and more on ourselves, Mm -hmm. maybe on the more the darker side of ourselves, something that Eckhart Tolle would call the ego, because a major part of uh, dialogue with the devil is centered on the ego subject. And of course, through realizing that there's this ego, which is probably really responsible for most evil in this world, that you can transform it by just becoming conscious of it, by awareness. And as I said, a lot of people who buy spiritual books are consciously looking for such a thing, for such a trigger. And I hope that a lot of those people who would never voluntarily buy a spiritual book will find this kind of reaction after reading the book. You know, religion, organized religion has been around for such a long time, but it's never kept up with the, with the times. You know, here you've got, uh, here, well, let's just take Catholicism. You've got the, the corporate head office of Catholicism in, in the Vatican City. You have the Pope, who is the CEO, chairman of the board. You have the cardinals, who are the board of directors. And you have everyone who goes to church on a Sunday or a Saturday or whenever they go. And they put the money in the collection pot. That is a corporation. And many people don't want to look at the the Vatican as a corporation. But when you look at the the financial strength of the Vatican, it has its own bank, for God's sake. It's its own country. I often wonder, if Christ is coming back, what he would think if he came back in St. Peter's Square and saw this massive complex all the riches that were gathered in the name of religion with so many people in the world starving to death, with no water, no homes, no clothing. Do you think he'd be proud? I don't think he would. I think he'd suffer a nervous breakdown, probably. And first of all, even if he came back, I think that most people, even those within Vatican City, would not even believe that he were Jesus indeed. So I I think this, this subject is also addressed in Dialogue with the Devil, whether or not Jesus or any kind of Messiah will return or not. I'm not going to give away this part yet, so to keep the, the, the thrill up. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm quite certain that everything that's going on in organized religion, mainly also in the Catholic Church and Vatican City, is not exactly what Jesus intended in this world. You know, and I don't think when Jesus said, suffer little children to come on to me, for thine is the kingdom of heaven, he was talking about what's going on with children and priests these days. No, probably not, even though I think that this has been happening probably for many, many centuries, if not millennia already. 
But all in all, I just think that Jesus would find confirmed what many people have found out already, that organized religion, just like many other organizations, are just uh, recklessly abusing and manipulating old and very deep wisdom, just uh, twisting it any which way they want so it serves their purpose. Eve, um, do you incorporate this somewhat non-traditional approach in your work with your patients as well? Yes, I do, because um, patients are very different, of course, like everybody's unique, and some people just need uh, a good word and some patience, some need loving, tender care, and some people really need, pardon my French, to be kicked in the butt. Mm -hmm. That's why this devil in dialogue with the devil promptly says, I like kicking ass if that's what it takes to make you walk the path. So depending on the mind or soul structure of my clients or patients, I sometimes use, I mean, I'm not exactly rough, but I'm not wearing kitty gloves either. I think some people really need to be kicked to give them the starting energy to start to change something in their lives. Yes. Um, what therapeutic methods do you use with your patients? Uh, all kinds of different therapeutic approaches that I found both in uh, allopathic medicine. I mean, um, for the last 15 years working as a GP, I would still give somebody now an antibiotic if he had an acute infection. I would not start doing some um, ritual dance around him or her. But when it comes to chronic problems, anything like from chronic diseases in the classical way, but mm -hmm. also including a chronic sense of not being quite well, this low-grade misery that a lot of people carry around themselves like a dark cloud, I think allopathic modern medicine has very little to offer because everything is symptomatic. I think allopathic medicine is still the best medicine for acute disorders like a bad accident or a life-threatening disease. You can really keep people alive with modern medicine. But what happens afterwards if nature doesn't cure the patient or there's no self-cure um, being activated, then I really think you should turn to other methods and... Hereby, I, I use all kinds of different, uh, different approaches. Some of them are more methods or ideologies, ways of thinking, because even the way you think has uh, some, some thinking patterns have positive and curative energies, while others are quite, uh, quite uh, detrimental, detrimental for our health. So I would use, for instance, for a lot of psychological problems, a method called EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. Mm -hmm. It's been first uh, brought up by um, Gary Craig, and I think he did a great job. I'm quite impressed because he's an, he's an engineer and not a doctor, so I think he probably had a maybe more, log a more logical approach compared to my fellow um, physicians. And this is a method that I love because you can teach people to use it on themselves. It's a self-healing method. And it's quite amazing that people who use that every day, maybe three to five times, which amounts to maybe five minutes per day, really make a change in their lives if they do it properly within two to four weeks. It's, it's really an impressive method. So this is one of my hobby horses along with, of course, hypnotherapy. I think hypnosis is also one of the key therapies to have some insights into yourself through the right side of the brain, which is more the part with the emotions, mm -hmm. dreams, uh, intuition, and so on. Because that's, that's the place in our brain, if you really want to uh, find an anatomical place where you find those emotions that are bothering us and which make us act in a special way. 
Are you finding, uh, Eve, that as a, as a doctor that modern medicine is starting to work with natural medicine and that some of the old techniques are being reintroduced into modern-day medicine? Well, I can see that some doctors, some physicians really turn their attention towards more natural methods. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not saying that anything natural is better than modern medicine, because if you use plants, of course, you need, I mean, some herbal medicine, phytotherapy. You need to know about that stuff as well. You can, you can intoxicate somebody if you don't know how to use that. But I think that still there are still not enough people who focus on the force within, because Modern quantum physics quite clearly proves that we can move matter with our mind, showing, uh, you, you can see that in some experiences where they show that if somebody watches an experiment or if nobody watches the same experiment, there will be a different outcome. So our focused brain power does change something even in the material world. So I think Anything that has to do with the true cure should probably come from within. Mm-hmm. You can always have somebody to stand by, a helper, like a doctor, a healer, anybody who knows how to help you, like a co-pilot. But basically, the patient, the affected person should be the one to activate his or her internal forces. And this is something which is still being neglected by too many people in the healing business. Eve, are you seeing more and more patients with stress-related problems? Oh, absolutely. Seems like there are even some statistics that seem to prove that ever since we've been reducing a lot of so-called somatic diseases, including cancer, Mm -hmm. that there are more and more psychological and stress-induced diseases coming up. For instance, there used to be, if I remember right, some, some 20 years ago, there used to be maybe 10 or 15 different psychological disorders in the international classification of diseases. Now I think it's over two or 300, if I got that right, which is pretty impressive, especially because sometimes you wonder if the, the pharmaceutical companies are not coming up with new diseases to match their new medications. Well, I've often said that. I've often said that I believe that it's big pharma that creates a number of the new diseases and the new problems that we see. Absolutely. I've, I've seen some books and movies about that mm-hmm. subject, which were pretty impressive that even if they were uh, pretty black and white in their attitudes, that even only if 10% were true about what they say, how they just um, invent new drugs and then they try out the effect only to produce an indication for that sad medication, I think that's quite it's, it's sad and dramatic simultaneously. How about the, the diet that people are are experiencing these days, fast food, uh, um, to go along with a fast-paced society. How is this affecting us? From the medical point of view, it's, it's of course, really, really bad and unhealthy. It's, you can see that um, even where they have drive-in McDonald's, that people's health is, is worse than where they have normal McDonald's. So even mm-hmm. this small difference of walking to a fast food company or to, to um, just use your car makes a difference when it comes to moving because most people don't move enough. And the diet is just terrible these days, which shows itself, for instance, in the fact that according to some statistic I read, people for the first time in 100 years are becoming smaller again. For the last uh, 50 or 100 years, people grew taller and taller. Now they're getting shorter again. And life expectancy is also 
um, going backwards again for the first time now since the last five or ten years. Well, that's funny because I thought the life expectancy it was going up, especially since now with the marvels of modern medicine, we can even prolong a person's life even after the body says, hey, I'm finished, I'm done, it's time to move on. No, I'm, I'm not certain about those statistics I read. Maybe oh. they were um, involving people who had no... Uh, opportunity to use the top modern medicine. Of course, mm -hmm. it's not the same thing in third world countries. Yes. But all in all, um, according to this latest statistic, I read for the first time both the body size, or at least our body length, and the life expectancy was going backwards for the first time in for a very long time. After all those uh, so-called progresses in, in modern medicine, something seems to go wrong now. What do you think is going to be the medical problem of the future? You know how we've seen AIDS, we've seen, um, you know, the, the cancer, we've seen ADHD and other, other diseases and other conditions over the past. What do you think is going to be the condition or disease of the future that we have to watch out for? Well, if, if I might say so, I would say the, the core problem of the future, which has started now already and started a few thousand years ago, mm -hmm. is our collective ego. Because yeah. I think this ego is basically that force that drives us to act the way we are acting, to think and believe and feel the way we are feeling. And I completely agree with Eckhart Tolle, with his two fantastic books, The Power of Now and The New Earth, that if mankind doesn't wake up, to this, um, well, this modern time, this age of Aquarius, as they call it, and there really comes a new consciousness. I think this ego will remain our key problem because that's the root that causes our behavior towards nature, our fellow um, citizens, yeah. and so on. I can give so you an excellent example right now in Libya, Gaddafi. Look what absolutely. his ego is doing to, to the people, his people, the people that he's supposed to be taking care of. Eve, stand by. You and I have to come uh, and take a commercial break once again. Great having you with us. Exonation, Dr. Eve Patak is our special guest. He's the author of Dialogue with the Devil. His website is www.evepatak.com. And Dialogue with the Devil is available at Amazon.com in paperback, Kindle, and e-reader versions, as well as booksellers everywhere. Don't go away. What if someone told you you could live to be 120? Would you believe him? What if he told you the Bible guaranteed it? All you needed to do was follow his rules and buy his products. Would you do it? What if you invested 20 years of your life in him? What if he tested his substances on your child? What if your child became brain damaged as a result? Meet Dr. Tyler Belknap, a fast-talking Texas admin turned health guru. At the helm of a vast health food and supplement empire, he has established himself as the authority on nutrition and longevity. But what his followers don't know is that his products are laced with bizarre psychoactive substances from genetically modified plants developed in his very own secret lab. No wonder his customers can't stop using them. Tyler Belknap will stop at nothing to keep his edge in the market even if it means experimenting on children. Chasing 120, a story of food, faith, fraud, and the pursuit of longevity, 
A novel from the pen of political cartoonist Monty Wolverton is an easy and entertaining read full of rich characters and intrigue. It hits home in a world filled with all kind of hucksterism and offers a glimpse of what can happen when GMO technology falls into the wrong hands. Chasing 120 by Monty Wolverton. Get your copy today at www.ptm.org forward slash 120 or on Amazon.com. Nita Hickok is an expert in exorcisms, psychic warfare, soul healing, angelology, soul retrieval, demonology, energy healing, long-distance healing, astral healing, and much more. Nita is an interfaith minister because she believes all gods and goddesses are valid and that they are part of one divine force that is incomprehensible to us who are incarnated upon this earth. Nita has been doing astral healing, distant healing, spirit release, exorcism, house cleansing and blessings, soul restoring and revival, psychic vampire removal and curse removal, and much more for over 40 years. For more information or to contact Nita Hickok, visit her website at www.astralhealer.com. That's www.astralhealer.com. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. talking about the ego of humanity, and uh, I've got a perfect example I'd like to share with you, Eve. The other day, I had uh, Bishop Mehran Sam on from the International Raelian Movement, and we've had the Raelians on before, and uh, 
I, I was thrown back when he now tells me that the leader of the leader and the founder of the international Raelian movement, Rial, is now claiming that he is the Maitreya. So what he's done is that he has seen a, a, a hole that has to be filled. And he's decided, well, you know what? I'm here. I've got a following of 60,000 people. I'm going to say that I am the Maitreya. So now he's going ahead, egotistically, I might add, saying that he is the Maitreya. And I think as we progress to what more and more people Eve, are considering the end days as described in the book of Revelations or come December the 21st, 2012, at the end of the Mayan calendar, we're going to see a lot more ego coming out in people. And it's going to be a very dangerous time. It's very, very likely because uh, quite a few people I talked about, about this ego problem were confirming what you just said, that if this, this age, this era of the ego is slowly coming to an end before the ego disappears, it, it will probably just like try to gather its, its power once more and really strike the earth to make it a bit dramatic. But that's what you can really see, that there are more and more people dividing into two different groups. Some people who are more maybe like, um, I heard there's a group called the Cultural Creatives, something that uh, has been described by Paul Ray. Those people really want to make a change in their lives while the others just really keep on on that ego track and they're they're like russian tanks they're just like driving all over people mm-hmm. and the planet first of all eve i want to thank you ever so much for joining us it's been a great pleasure talking to you i wish you much success and i look forward to the next time you and i join ourselves here in the exxon but please let our listeners know how they can find out more about you and once again tell them where they can get your book all right um the book you can get through amazon.com or probably any other major um, book company, both online and probably also in the bookstores. Mm -hmm. And to find out more about myself, I have this um, www.eves. I have to spell it because my French name is a bit difficult for some people, probably at least in the USA. I'm not sure about Canada because you're bilingual too. Uh, It's yvespatak.com where you can see about my other books and my general approach to life. And, of course, I'm planning to also do some seminars in the future, both in Canada and the USA. So, of course, I'd be happy to see some of those people listening to your show tonight. But I'm saying tonight because it's night here in Switzerland, I think, Mm -hmm. listening during the day. And so I think that's how you can find both my books and some more infos about myself. Doctor, I want to thank you once again for joining us. Take care of yourself. Safe travels. And I look forward to having you back on the Exxon as well as meeting you in person when you come to Canada. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Bye, Rob. Thank you. You too, doctor. Bye-bye now. Dr. Eve Patak has been my guest this hour, Exxon Nation. A very interesting gentleman. I love the way he thinks. His book is entitled, his new book, I should say, is entitled Dialogue with the Devil, Enlightenment for the Unwilling. And it's available at Amazon.com in paperback, Kindle, and e-reader versions, as well as fine bookstores and other online bookstores around the world. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break after the news at six and a half minutes past the hour. Don't go away.